Financial residency podcasts are brought to you this week by weatherbyhealthcare.com. Just as the right advice helps you thrive financially, the right support team allows you to excel professionally. Weatherby Healthcare's locums experts will match you with the best jobs, prepare you for success, and provide 24-7 support. The bottom line is that working locums with Weatherby helps you earn more money and take better control of your career. If that sounds like music to your ears, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com payday to get started. Hi, and welcome back to Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about student loans and maybe give you some tips on ways to get out of debt a little bit faster. First, there are two types of student loans. There are federal loans and private loans. The federal loans have some pretty big potential advantages for loan repayment. The first is the PSLF program, and that stands for Public Service Loan Forgiveness. If you are employed by a nonprofit organization, you may qualify for this program. And I would actually encourage you to check into that as soon as possible, especially if you're still in residency or fellowship. With this program, you may qualify to have your debt forgiven at the end of 10 years if you have made 120 on-time payments and meet all of the requirements. Some physicians had previously been excluded from this program for various reasons by the government, but in this push for trying to help people with their student loans, the government's actually offering what's called a PSLF waiver to extend those benefits to some of the people that were previously disqualified. This PSL PSLF waiver is only available through October 31st, however, so if you think you might qualify for the waiver and get back into a PSLF program, it is really important that you do that immediately. Recently, the program has helped many physicians get credit for past payments that had previously been disqualified from the program and really move them along to getting their debt forgiven at the end of 10 years. It also allows borrowers to enroll in the program if they have had a previous late payment, made a partial payment, maybe they couldn't afford the entire student loan payment for a month, or weren't enrolled in the right plan in the first place. So again, if you think you might qualify for the waiver, it is important to do that immediately. If you Google PSLF waiver, you can find some websites to give you more details on that. And there are several steps involved, so the sooner the better. The actual website where I found some good information about this is https colon slash slash student.gov slash articles slash take hyphen advantage hyphen PSLF hyphen waiver slash. Or again, really you can Google PSLF waiver and get to the site that's going to give you the information. The other benefit to having federal loans is that you may qualify for an income-based repayment plan. And this is especially helpful during residency or fellowship as obviously your income is not going to be as high as it will be when you're in attending. The other benefit is for people who maybe have high loan amounts that are on the lower side of the compensation spectrum when they do become an attending. The latest iteration of the repayment program is called Repay, R-E-P-A-Y-E, and it launched in 2015. Kind of the gist of that program is that loan payments are limited to 10% of the borrower's discretionary income. And if the borrower's income or family size changes, 
then that payment amount can be recalculated. And you do have to give information to the government every year just to stay certified for the program. The repay program also offers some interest benefits. For example, in the first three years of enrollment, if your monthly payment does not cover the cost of the interest being accrued, then the government will waive the unpaid interest on any subsidized loans. For example, if during residency, you're calculated to have an income-based repayment of $50 per month, but your interest is actually accruing at $100 per month, then the government waives that $50 difference on any subsidized loans and does not add that $50 per month to the loan principal. For unsubsidized federal loans, the government will waive half of the additional interest. So in the above example, if you were paying $50 per month, interest is accruing at $100 per month, then the government is going to waive the difference. So 25 out of that $50 of interest will be waived. And the $25 that is not waived will go back and add into the principal of the loan. You can be in an income-based repayment program if you have federal loans, even if you don't qualify for the PSLF program. So remember, in the PSLF program, you have to work for a nonprofit organization and your loan balance is forgiven at the end of the 10 years if you've made 120 on-time payments. Let's say that you don't work for a nonprofit agency, but your student loan debt is very high and your income is on the relatively low end of the spectrum, you still can qualify for this income-based repayment program. Most experts recommend checking into this if your student loan debt is at least two times your annual salary. So if your student loan debt is, let's say $300,000, but you only make $150,000 as an attending, then it might make financial sense to stay in the income-based repayment program versus consolidating into a lower interest private loan after residency. The other benefit to staying in the income-based repayment program, remember it's called REPAY, R-E-P-A-Y-E, is that assuming you're not in the PSLF program, then any balance that you have left over at the end of 25 years is also forgiven. Now there might be tax consequences for that, but that's information for another day. Now, remember there was a different kind of loan other than federal loans, and those are private loans. And if your income is on the higher end of the spectrum, it may be beneficial to refinance all of your loans, whether that be federal or private, into one loan with a lower interest rate. And let's actually take a step back for a moment. Each time you take a student loan throughout your career, whether that be an undergrad or in medical school, you're creating a new loan each time you do that. So that may be one new loan every semester or one new loan annually so that at the end of your educational career, you've got multiple loans that have accumulated. Now, each of these loans are going to have a minimum monthly payment due when you get out of your educational career. So you may have, let's say, 10 different loans and each one of them wants you to make a minimum monthly payment. You have a couple of options at this point. One, you can pay each loan individually. So you may have 10 different payments going out on a monthly basis. Two, you can consolidate your loans. And with consolidation, your federal loans will actually remain federal loans, but you will take 
all of the federal loans and consolidate them into one loan package so that you have one payment instead of 10. And what they do is they basically take a weighted average of each of the loans to come up with the interest rate that they're going to apply to that one loan. Because each one of the 10 loans may have a different interest rate, depending on what was going on at the time you took out the loan. If you have consolidated your federal loans, you still would potentially qualify for the income-based repayment programs or PSLF as long as they remain federal loans. The third option is to consolidate your loans into a private loan. And the benefit there is that you can usually get a better interest rate if you consolidate all of your loans into a private loan at the end of that time period. That would be beneficial for someone who maybe is a high earner and wouldn't qualify for any benefit from the income-based repayment program. So a couple other Good rules to follow. Let's say that you stay in an income-based repayment program and maybe your payment as an attending is limited to $100. Without income-based repayment, let's say your payment would have been $250. So you're netting an additional $150 that would have otherwise been paid out on a monthly basis. If you take that additional $150 and either apply it towards other high-interest debt um, so maybe get your car paid off, put that money into a relatively safe investment account, such as a low cost index fund or money market account, then you can take that money that you would have been paying out on debt and build financial wealth with that by gaining interest on that money instead of just having it sit in a bank account or use it for discretionary expenses, such as an extra dinner out a month. You can actually build wealth this way. The other thing, and this is easiest to do right after you are leaving residency or fellowship, is to continue living like a resident. Use that extra income that you've not yet become accustomed to to pay off your private student loans in two to five years, pay off your car, pay off your credit card debt, and hopefully you can get yourself to be debt-free in two to five years by living like a resident. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't you know, go from your Humpty car from 1990 and maybe buy something a little more reliable. Sometimes you have some expenses that really just need to be taken care of. Or if you're moving to another area, you may have to buy a house or get into something, but don't go out and buy the Mercedes and don't go out and buy the whatever million dollar, $2 million doctor home right off. Just keep your Keep your financial portfolio pretty reasonable. Get out of debt and start accumulating some wealth before you start living that doctor lifestyle that you've always wanted to live. The goal there is to give you the freedom to control your career instead of having it control you. Burnout is real. And if you have the financial independence of having no debt, then you have some say over your career and you might have the option of changing clinics or moving to a different area if your job isn't working out for you versus feeling tied down and all you can do is pay off your debt paycheck to paycheck. So just as a reminder, if you think you may qualify for the PSLF waiver program, let's say you're two years into your attending job and you work for a nonprofit agency, you have federal loans, but you never signed up for it in the first place, then you may get some real benefit for signing up for that waiver program. You could potentially get credit for your residency 
time, let's say three years there, if you worked for a nonprofit agency during residency, plus two years of being an attending at a nonprofit. So you may find yourself five years in to a 10-year debt repayment program, and it's possible you could have your debt forgiven in five more years in that scenario. The easiest way to find out is to Google PSLF waiver and see if you qualify. I hope you found something that would be beneficial to you on today's program. And I would like to thank you all for tuning into Grand Rounds. And I hope you'll join me again next week. If you're ready to start boosting your earning power with locums, head over to weatherbyhealthcare.com slash payday to learn more.